Welcome to the Readings Podcast, a production from Melbourne's leading independent bookstore, Readings Books and Music. In today's episode, the fourth instalment of The Comics Question. In these podcasts, Bernard Calio and I discuss comics, graphic novels, and the place they inhabit within the broader books and publishing world. Bernard and I sat down with Michael Ficaris, a central figure in both the comic book and street art movements of the early 2000s in his hometown of Melbourne. Ficaris has exhibited in professional and guerrilla contexts locally and abroad, and his artwork is held in numerous private collections, along with the National Gallery of Victoria, State Library of Victoria, and the National Gallery of Australia. Here's Bernard to introduce Ficaris. Welcome to the Readings Podcast and to a section of the Readings Podcast called The Comics Question. And I'm Bernard and I'm here with Nico also from Readings. And we are, oh look, we're beyond delighted. We're, we're ecstatic. We're, we're bouncing off the walls of the studio because we're speaking to Michael Ficaris today. Hello, Michael. Hi. <laughs> uh, we are recording this uh, this chat uh, on Aboriginal country, always has been, always will be, this beautiful land created, collaborated with, played with um, by, by generations, by tens of thousands of years of Aboriginal people, and now we're all in this space, all in this land together, uh, making, it, making it better, making it good, making it just, making it fun. So... Um, uh, it's a great delight to be talking to Michael Fakaris. Uh, we, uh, Michael and I, ha- um, are both uh, hip deep, arm deep, shoulder deep uh, <laughs> in comics culture in Melbourne. But we are specifically talking today about a book that Michael's got coming out from the marvelous Glom Press, a local press here in Melbourne, specialised in risograph printing. Uh, and so we'd like to talk to you first about this new book coming mm. out, Michael. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Checkpoints. Checkpoints. Is the, the title, the, uh-huh. the project. Yes. And, and, and is it three pages? Is it 70,000 pages? What is it? Do you have the extent of The page it? count, uh, yeah, there's a few pages. Yep. It's Good. sort of three parts that are all about 40 pages. And it's a conceptual comic that sort of focuses on studio work, studio life, and art made and the process of making. So, yeah, the conceptual part is really the character being the desk and the studio. The character being the desk and the studio. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've had a lot of fun with it. So it's somewhat uh, experimental for myself. Yes. Um, So there's some things that I return to, which are, yeah, the figurative elements of drawing a character. And is this the masked character there's a masked character character? that's a deep metaphor for me yes when we talk about deep Mm. into stuff Mm. i certainly like the guise of a character that is blended in towards all things being the character with the mask has a lot of meanings so it comes out in different ways but yeah i've explored it and opened up different points of my practice so yeah it's really been a fun project and glom it sort of crossed over that they're going to print it. So that worked out well. They wanted to do something in their art book sort of series. So that's the larger, more A4-ish Yeah, a- size, you know, or? they're really just aiming to do projects with people who are, you know, cartoonists, but also interested in exploring art in printmaking and, you know, using the risograph um, yes. technology and the love they have of diving into paper 
<laughs> so using different paper stocks, different forms of wait, 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 collation. Wait, 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 rewind, rewind, rewind. Yeah, yeah. If you have a comic, you've uh-huh. got the same sort of paper throughout. That's just the part of that's how pa- that's how Is comics it? work, right? Isn't it? I don't know. There's lots. Um, there's lots of comics. That's the beauty of the form, isn't it? Oh, the, so yeah. different, different. <laughs> the medium has so many things to offer. <laughs> different looking... thicknesses of paper. So I feel some mm. of them are. Is that is that one in your one? Is That's this... definitely been a fun part, actually. Right. And you know, just recently we're we're talking about um, some of these points and these crossovers yes. where, when I'm trying to get the feeling across of my practice, which uh, is. A, absolute privilege to be able to work in this field, which I've worked very hard at, you know, my whole life. And I'm here crossing over in these things. And sometimes it's tricky and sometimes it's just very easy. And I'm trying to put that into the feeling of this book, that there are parts that you're flicking through. It's Mm. like a, like a book or as a comic, you sarcastically note that are very easy to use. You know, Mm. you want to be able to go to the next page, but then there are some things that augment the beauty of the form of the book, the book as an art object, the book as um, a piece of work in itself and and what you can do with that. Yes, and there's that thing with very thin paper where it sort of slides really under the fingers Mm. and and more bawdy sort of paper where, you know, it's sort of almost... Not hard to turn, but but resist. You know, there's ah. there's more there's more. You know, there's more ah. push. There's so much to think about when yeah. designing a book on any budget, and we love it. I personally do, and we love readings so that we like to flick through them. You know, some shops you can't. Yes, but a good bookshop you can the flick through, or you can place it somewhere. You can sit down and read it. Mm-hmm. You can look at things in the space where you would hope uh, you can do that yourself, like in your home library or on a couch or somewhere that's comfortable. You can. Mm, I can test out the book. And so this is a little bit a bit like an art book that you almost need a table for. Mm. Um, it's being presented, you know, in the sense that I love to put it into a fine art context, but also, you know, art is for everybody. And I think books, you know, the, the era we live in, the paperback or the book that's available in a store is available for, for most people. Yeah. So, you know, it's that saying like fine art isn't always uh, acknowledged as for everybody, you know, it's usually quite special. Mm. And this is somewhere in between, mm. you know, so they're doing the series that's, yeah, this is the second one in their series. Um, and just to get back to, so Checkpoints, you're saying it's got, it tells the story of three different studios within the space of Melbourne. Is yes. That, that, that's, and sort of focus on, and each of those studios are places that you occupied or were a pro- maker in. For I a, love the city. That's you love right. the city. You love and the so city. a lot of my work practice and the sort of philosophy in it is um, studying nature and enjoying drawing from natural things, but also the things we've created within nature and that, and that, that sort of crossover again. And um, the, I love the city here like that, where there are, you know, parks. And when we talk about the indigenous technology that's next door everywhere, we have like things we can learn about that are right next to modern things that we're part of. Uh, I've drawn a lot of that. So mm. I've been lucky enough to also to be supported with the arts um, funding round this year with the city of Melbourne. And I've been sitting around the city drawing in those locations. So I've been learning oh. about where those studios are placed. Yes. Um, the land that they're on, the background they've had, mostly the nature that's still there, that is hundreds of years old. Yeah. Um, and the buildings that I was renting that are all still studios actually. So yeah, it's, it's got a bit of that, Yeah. but it also crosses over into, yeah, like I say, like using the book as the art object and 
yeah, there are pages that are uh, very almost transparent. Wow. And risograph is a beautiful form of printing that it can get very delicate. And so it's a very soft book. So I'm really trying to aim for a airy, soft feel, which for me, the studio is really about sort of letting go. Mm. And, and um, when I say letting go, I mean like uh, almost like a meditation mm. environment. And most people I would uh, hope, and most people I've known in my years of practice, when they go to the studio, it is a place to switch off other things. And they just sort of get into their trance of making things, if you're lucky. Yes, yes. Um, so it's got that feel in the work, and that's what I've been also doing in the city and going back to these locations, and which I, I frequent mostly anyway, but been really pushing myself to enjoy drawing in public. Yeah. Um, which Do people is, come up and go, hey, what are you doing People there? always have a look, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. you when someone's drawing? Of course. Because like, that's of what course. you can do. Yeah. <laughs> and someone's drawing in public, hey, clearly they don't <laughs> mind if you look. So that's been excellent. Yep. And there's a lot of that. It's about three city locations yep. um, in that um, zone. One in the west, one in the east, and one in the north. Okay. Um, and it's sort of over a period, not that that's too specific in the, in the writing of this work, but it's sort of been over 20 years. So yeah. it was kind of a fun thing for me. Yeah. Like it's not too reflective, but it's just been awesome to mm. be able to think about, hmm, stuff doesn't change that much <laughs> in that amount of time. When you think of a tree that's next to this building that you would go to almost every day and walk through the door. Yeah. It's been really fun like that. So it's. In one way, it's depicting relationships, like physical relationships between totally. the person who goes into the studio and that yep. studio, what's around the studio, yep. the, those sort of, um, where did I see Mark Pearson or someone, or maybe you wrote, a, a, in one way, it's about uh, a friendship with the city, which yes. I just love that description yes. of this um, interaction with the spaces as being a friendship and friendships are so, you were just talking about meeting up with Tim Danko recently, an old friend who yes. now is in uh, New Zealand. Uh, you know, they're so, um, there's beautiful thing with friendship where it's, it's, it's continuous, but there's dynamic, you know, people change and they, you know, they have less hair and then they have more hair. And, and you can go many years yes. without seeing them. Uh -huh. And if it was a real connection, mm. um, even with inanimate objects, somewhat inanimate yeah it um sparks yeah and the, the book has some of that it doesn't have a lot of interpersonal heads and shoulder sort of yep. comics which i love as well mm -hmm. i'm a big fan of comics mm -hmm. as as when you introduce this saying we're we're deep into it mm -hmm. i like them all i like a little bit of everything mm -hmm. uh this one i focused yeah like the desk is sort of the main character yeah. the getting to the space yes and so yeah there's these checkpoints you know checking your privilege checking the actual location checking the the space that you're in and then, and then literally just working in there and the, the process of reading hopefully takes you into that sort of um, feeling as yeah. well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastical, mm. fantastical. Um, uh, and is it's really great not having the book here because we'd, you know, yeah. not, I mean, they're getting the, I'm getting the um, <laughs> flavour to, 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 to eat it when it yeah. turns up, but also um, it, it's good for, for our listeners who are also Maybe don't have the book in front of them. Anyway. Um, It'll be out any day now. Any day now. There's any... a launch oh, in the city, of course. Of course it is. I'm doing it at the City Library Gallery, ah, which I love that space. You know, on Flinders Lane, yes. there's the space with the piano up there. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. It's a very public space. Great. Um, big fan Great. of libraries Great, yes. and big fan of public spaces yeah. that are accessible. They're very radical, aren't they, libraries, yeah. really? It's a crazy and beautiful idea. Yes. That 
Absolutely. A, a society would say, here's our stuff. Yes. Just come in. Absolutely. No, don't, 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 no, no, don't pay anything. Just come in, have a look, you know, and share. Yes. Uh, when is this launch? It's the 21st of September. 21st of September. That's mm. good. What sort of day is that? Is it a Wednesday? Or yeah, the Thursday evening. Thursday they evening. do launches on a Thursday. Nice. So there's canapes and people. <laughs> Maybe no piano. The show's pretty fun because I love to collaborate. So yes. it's sort of a project. I uh-huh. look at a book just like any other project. You know, I'm really grateful to, to have this opportunity when I can cross over things in my practice. So there's someone who's wanted to collaborate with me for a while who... Well, they actually were hired to, on a project a while ago, animate my work, and they wanted to do it with this work. And so they've made a little sort of interactive uh, digital interface of this Checkpoints, which is only about a 30-second version, but it's going to be fun. So they're taking part of the space. Glom are taking part of the space with their wonderful presentation of Small Press and how they sort of show the book and I'll do a new print series that'll show off some of my favorite pages in the work and that will sort of, you know, make the launch a little bit like hopefully more dynamic Yes. than you're straight up like, here's the book. We're going to talk to you about the book. Please get a copy. Yeah. Be a bit of everything and it'll be up there for a month. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Lots to look at. Lots to, lots to take in. Yeah. Yeah. Some people might notice that it's three things. It's quite, yeah, I like to mix it up. You do. Yeah. Speaking of mixing things up, make comics, but you also paint big pictures on walls uh, and yeah. you go overseas and you uh, collaborate with other people in Melbourne, but Australia, but the world, and you work with theatre people. Love collaborating. But I just wanted to focus at the moment on yeah. you've got a lot, you, you yourself are making a library. Yes. A, a, an archive. A, a yeah, it's access, like a non lending library. A non lending, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And, and what is this of? We started it in the lockdown period, uh-huh. and it was really about archiving all the small press that we've got laying around. Because, you know, I've been a self-publisher and a small press publisher of anthologies for over 20 years. And so, I've accumulated a lot just that we've, I with others, have put together. But then I've collected like a fanatic, of course, mm. all that time. Mm. Um and we started to sort of organize them with all that spare time in the home mm. in a way that we could find them. And then it got really quite organized and I realized it's quite a lot. And and I have a storage space. Me and a friend bought a space years ago to put our collections of stuff. Theirs is like more canvas. Mine was more um, book, uh, small press related ephemera. And and when we started going through, like this is really quite fun. And I, by chance, had met a librarian that I'd worked with through actually the city libraries on a previous project with a friend of ours from the Refugee Art Project, lovely Saftar, Saftar and a project Ahmed. with Sam and Saftar yep. many years ago. And I asked her, you got any tips on this? Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I'm running this center. It's actually in your five kilometer radius. You should come and hang out here and do it and we'll do it together. So we got quite into the um, archiving process so in sorry, an official way. She's running the centre. Like a community centre. Okay. And, and, your, in and our is your stuff there or your stuff? So there? to start with, we literally started doing residencies and we've done a few now. So okay. we just finished another one. And these really helped to leave the archive out because yep. there's quite a lot of items yep. and it, it takes a bit of time. And so when I say we, it's me and my partner, Gwen. And Gwen and I, through Rachel, uh, the radical librarian who helped us do this, radical which is really in a DIY sort of vibes. That's great. Yeah. It's a good combination of words. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, yeah, we started archiving it so it was accessible. And when I say a non-lending library, you know, clearly it's just like people can come and check it out, like you know, for their own inspiration. Mm. Yeah, it would be really nice if it was like a lounge room. We set it up a little bit like a, 
a grassroots museum because mm-hmm. the energy mm-hmm. is being because mm-hmm. often artist residency is just an empty room, yeah. echoey yeah. empty room. <laughs> um, and the last one we did was at Testing Grounds. Um, Where's that? Been there all year. It's at the moment. It's in the city on the west side, at uh, the Queen Vic precinct, actually oh, yes. next to a upcoming library. I see the theme running through this conversation. <laughs> um, and and I invited people in, and I think I did that at one other one. Actually, so I've done it a bit now for a few years. So yeah, the and Silent so, mate, Army Archive. So, yes, and that's of course your. Uh, what is Silent Army is your army. Silent Army is your... It's an imprint it's for an anthologies. Imprint. Thank you. Yeah, you know, yeah. army meaning like people who read and write. Mm-hmm. There's with, lots. With their arms. And silent. Oh, I guess silent, sorry, being the... Uh, here's my rant. The yeah. uh, Silent being uh, people that read and write. Yep, thank you. And the army being that there's many people doing it. Nice. And Silent Army was a name uh, with friends that I started, yeah, sort of start of the 2000s using for an imprint. And I just sort of kept it real evolved and changed Mm -hmm. and I just kept using the name. I thought it suited. I did anthologies for a long time, as you know. You did indeed. So there's a lot of collective um, enterprises that are uh, very ephemeral and so some of them aren't found, yeah, in usual libraries. So and that's so kind of it. Rachel, the radical librarian, she, she gets a space and goes, here, we're going to do in this space for a while. And she moves. Like, is that the sort of so, model uh, of that? Yeah. To, to get clearer on that, Rachel helped us develop the system of okay. archiving, okay. actually, because yep. that's what we didn't have any experience in. Yeah. Um, and me being more the person with the collection, the fanatic, if you will. And Gwen being the interested party in wanting to see some of these items, like, how would I find, you know, we're reading more of this mm. stuff, we're at home a lot. How would I find Bernard's first mm. small press Good item? Good question, says yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, where is that? <laughs> and some of them are really odd sizes. So it might be are. behind this shelf mm-hmm. or maybe it's at the space mm. where I have the storage. And, and so we sort of put them all together. And now there's a database. I can share it with you if you like. Lovely. Um, but yeah, we are, you know, looking, it'd be great to find a permanent home or somewhere to just share it with, with people more. So it's been a lot, you know, I love, um, sharing knowledge and stories. And when I say collaborating, there's often things you get out of others when you do that, of course. So, um, being able to share it in public or, you know, in a space that is easily accessible has been great. We did one, we've got one coming up later this year, actually in Collingwood area. And we'll do that, again, just for a couple of weeks, but I'll just sort of promote it with you book and you get a tour, sort of like a 20, 30 minutes, and you just sort of get a rundown on what's happening, and then you can go further. And a lot of people just join the mailing list and see when it's happening. Okay. And most people are, are really disappointed you can only do it for 30 minutes. That's the problem. You want to sit yeah. down and read. Sure, sure. And, you know, you get a bunch of things. You know, you say Safta or the Refugee Art, Pract- yes. uh, Art Project, who yeah. just gave me a big donation when I was recently visiting. Yeah. Very exciting to have so much of their work. Yes. And so if someone wants to see more of the Refugee Art Project, I've got a lot of it. You know, I would say the majority of their releases, um, you can look them up and sit there and read them. And that's the idea. And you can learn all about what they've been doing. And some somebody would make... An appointment with you to do that? Is that how Yeah, that with Gwen and works? I. Yeah, Gwen yeah. And, yeah. And we have actually some um, colleagues we work with now. So we've been able to, you know, acquire funds to pay people to do it properly with us. Right. Um, and, you know, make a team. So we've got two other people helping us when we do the project um, who are awesome. And is it, what is, is it called the Silent Library Army? Or, uh, the Silent Army Library? That's is- nice. The Silent Library. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Silent Army being the imprint name, yeah. and I guess, you know, I thought uh, you got to give projects a name to help you yourself find it and catalog it. 
And yeah, Gwen really thought, why change the name? People recognize it as being related to the subject. Yeah. And yeah, there's almost 30 boxes of these now. So we've we've got in about 1800 titles. So it's, it's been a lot of stuff. Um, it's just the cover and you can, re you know, you can just reference it and find it and how to put it back in its place. So you don't have the whole item archived. You can't read it digitally. It's still about, you know, escaping a little bit with this handmade object and I'm seeing the real object. Yep. So yeah. just get back on that. That's the that's the database is the cover and the mm. uh, yes right mm. okay yes so, yeah, I, I have the uh, the whole object you do course, I, yeah. I, I just wanted to make, make that clear yeah. you weren't just going through ripping off the covers and going well that's enough yeah yeah that's enough <laughs> it's I've saved space uh, <laughs> like that yeah um, <laughs> okay and so so then I know that you also you know another stream another strand in this in this great rope of the Fakaris project nice, is, nice. is is putting big pictures up on walls yeah. um and so as as has that been happening or is that all, that's all, that's you know that people don't want Look, that Look my anymore? practice as a as an artist and someone who's creative is drawing you know mm -hmm. so everything starts for me with drawing writing i carry a pen and pencil or you know notepads and i love drawing i'm just it's my favorite thing. Have, I draw every day. Every morning I have morning pages. Yes. I draw every day and different projects come out of that. Has that always been the case? Like when does that the, always, when is, like always. when you were five, you always, were drawing? Absolutely. When you were three? Absolutely. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Always that been was... encouraged to very, very grateful for that. And so, so your family were saying, Yeah, yeah, draw. Here's yeah, some more pencils. The, I was brought up like that for sure. Right. I was brought up in that sort of background where it was a good thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's extended over the years, sure, you sure. know, and you learn different things. So studios are really important for me with the practice and I get to meet other people who you'll learn things from. I didn't have a formal education, like with a arts education in university and all that great stuff, but I learned so much from people in studios and people in my life. So yeah, the murals come out of that ultimately. Mm. I st mm. I've been, that's, you know, one of my main income strains is painting. Mm. And as we know in this city, you know, it's a wonderful thing. There's so much to do. There's plenty of walls. People giving it up. Yeah. So, you know, I've been painting on walls. Well, I first started putting my comics mm. in public spaces, like a lot of people have in cities, and I would sell them on the street or push them onto people and often <laughs> put a big strip of old paper on a wall and draw comics live and have like a stall on the street. And this city's great for it. I used to do it in some of the areas that are very famous for it nowadays. And it's a big part of our culture here. So I'm really, you know, happy to be still doing that. Mm. I love it. And it breaks up the the um, desk work, you yes. know, because as much as I love a desk, it ain't that healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And i got to get outside. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that's <laughs> another excuse. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so, you know, I love painting murals. I just did one on Chapel Street with a festival called The Urban Canvas. It was a great project. Um, big, there's like 30 people. 30 people painting. 30 different murals, that's right, 30 people painting in that area. And so, you know, the last 10 years, has been a lot of council projects. As we know, you know, um, local councils that just change so many things in our society, really integral to a lot of stuff. So it's great to work with councils, which I have also with um, educational stuff or, you know, workshops and, and sharing stuff over the years. So the murals are just sort of part of that too. Work yeah. a lot with councils or you know, next week I do a private commission. I do a lot of commissions with murals. So yeah. sometimes you paint in a nice environment that they want a feature in the building. Oh, so like in, in, inside a building or something. Yes. So I that was picture, one of my first things that I yes. did was painting inside uh -huh. and getting that right. And, you know, it is of course a skill that takes a while to get right, but getting your smaller 
drawing, a sketch, illustration, however you may look at something that you choose to put into a space. Um, yeah, that's another process that's really enjoyable. What did you see? Uh, so that picture of the, there's a, a painting that you did in a car park. Oh, so you've got yes. all these cars. In Oakley? Well, I don't know. It's a photo on Done your website. Done a few websites. car parks, yeah. yeah. A few car parks, right? Definitely. It's a good sort of example of... Glum-looking like, cars sitting yeah. in front of it. And behind them, yeah. blue uh, greens and yellows. And yes. It just, just, just lifts your heart. Yeah. yeah. And then that's a good example of a project I love to do that went for months doing that project and we collaborate with the community around there. And that's sort of... It's a car park, but it's also a centre that has... Well, you know, there's facilities in there because it's a... Not only do people park their car there, but they park it there for many hours. So they go back to it and they, you know, so there's bathrooms and stuff uh -huh. in there. And there's other things, you charge your devices, stuff like that, you know. Um, sort of like where we are here, where there's a combination of stuff that don't have books, but they've got other cool stuff. But that one in Oakley is quite a big center. So projects like that, I love them. Mm. Um, you know, and I have, again, people at, you know, over the years, as you get older, you know, you get people, oh, I'd love to work with you and all that. And so you can train up people and work with them together and it's excellent. It's a great opportunity where you get to work together mm. for, a, for a while. And that's a good one. Yeah, yeah agree. I want to ask you yeah. if you are still in one of the studios that is, being, that is depicted or written about in, in, the, in Checkpoints, the book, or uh -huh. have you got a new studio now? Have you, like, I'm in these... a different studio yeah. currently. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm with Everfresh Studios. It's still called that. We just had a show and it's a great collective of people. That's where we'll have the pop-up for the Silent Army Archive, actually, because okay. it's a wonderful old warehouse. It's So it's an independent uh, studio. And where is that? And it's next to Friends of the Earth. Yep. So it's on Perry Street in Collingwood. And um, for all you listeners <laughs> out there, <laughs> it's uh, given it up. <laughs> the studios, that's where we'll have that's the archive. We call it the reading room. So we'll make a room that you can experience some of this ephemeral goodness that mm. we're chatting about small mm. press small press goodness self-published artist books and you know using the book as an art object yeah and a a means of communicating really with the particularly with the city you're in particularly with the people around you you know they, these are these are in a sense like letters like letters that you would write to a friend or a lover or something like that you know yes. they, they are they are pieces of exchange um, that are sort of trying, you know, bringing stuff from inside you. So, I call them the communication invoice. I've often <laughs> called them that because they are like a check too, you know. And not that it's all like economical, no. but there's like that metaphor of like, you, you know, it's a cancelled check. <laughs> Checkpoints. Checkpoints. C-H-E-C-K. Um, and it's, it's more about sort of visiting points of a practice yeah you know of this work that i do so it's an artist book with glom press yeah 21st 21st please September, come please come yeah at something like 6 30 or 7 o'clock or something i think like it goes that. five till seven five till seven yes. something like that five till seven it's come definitely for a canopy, stay it's, for the art. it's registered um already you have to organize these things well in advance you with do galleries you do, it's you a do. wonderful space it's free to the public and it'll be up for a month beautiful City Library Gallery right. on Flinders Lane. Please. And to look up your business, we look up FakarisArt.com. Correct. Don't we? FakarisArt.com. SilentArmy.org is where you can join the mailing list for the uh, archive if you're interested. Beautiful. Again, it's a service. I just want to share. Yeah, you just want to share. Chat. Yeah. Keeping it alive. Yeah. 
Beautiful. Michael Fagaris, thank you so much. Thank you, Bernard. Thanks, guys. Thanks. You can stream previous episodes of The Readers Podcast at our website, where you'll also find all kinds of other recommendations, great books, music, film, and TV. You can also sign up to e-news or to receive our free monthly newsletter, The Readings Monthly. The Readings Podcast is produced by me, Nico Callaghan. The show's music is by Tom Hoskins. Thank you for listening.